seven cents. The hottest body like a goddess. Said that she won't be for me. And not cause I'm an artist. Man, I was surprised. The kind of lady that was in front of my eyes. They each grabbed my hand and made my nature rise. And we still at a bar as we hugged and eloped. Shorty style was dope. Her back was tight. She looked so right. Standing under the spotlight. We went home and made sweet love all night. Yeah, we made sweet love all night. FM. If you will it, it is no dream, were the famous words of Theodore Herzl. Continue the legacy of the founders and leaders of Israel by leaving a bequest or an endowment fund for the people of Israel through the United Israel Appeal. For more information, contact UIA on 9272-5533. Listen to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia, every Wednesday from 4 till 5pm, repeated Fridays from 1 to 2pm. My name is David Schulberg, and for the past seven years I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J-Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London. Every Sunday morning with the London Beat. Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J-Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website, www.j-air.com.au. You are listening to J-Air, 88FM. You are tuned into the Habbo radio station everyone loves. J-Air-88-FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au.
Greetings, greetings, dear listeners. It's 2024. It's almost Australia Day. Yes, the year has begun in earnest. It's Warren Wills here, 88 FM. Jay Air, this is the London Beat. And um, off we go. Yes, the Australian Open is on. And yours truly will be attending the Blind Tennis on Tuesday. And that's where... uh, Incredibly courageous people go madly chasing after a ball, uh, which has a noise. It has um, whistles and bells and uh, all sorts of stuff going on. And uh, how they do the doubles without colliding is beyond me, but uh, all very exciting. I attended last year and looking forward to attending again this year. Uh, We're looking forward to doing something very soon, a concert for Remembering Topol. Uh, who certainly passed under the radar with uh, some of the more seismic um, conflagrations that seem to be happening around the world at the moment. The BBL is up to its final stages, that is the Big Bash League, and uh, as the um, the cricketing gods all become mercenaries and go off to Dubai and South Africa, and the tests seem to um, take second place now to money, which is understandable. Uh, tennis, as I said, goes on. It's Paris Olympics year, and I was delighted... Uh, to find one good story out of Paris. Uh, Paris inaugurates David Bowie Street in honour of the legendary musician. Uh, has London done that yet? I haven't heard so. A Parisian road has been named after David Bowie with the official inauguration taking place on Monday in what would have been the musician's 77th birthday. That's great stuff. Um, I like that. It's nice when um, artists, rather than... Um, politicians are honoured in such a way like that. I mentioned about the Olympics only because I'm still um, in somewhat of a quandary and um, nonplussed about the uh, cancellation of the Commonwealth Games and I actually spoke to a friend who is still working as an architect being paid to complete some facilities for the Commonwealth Games. Uh, Who pays and how does it work and what happens to people working in communications and tourism administration? I don't know. Anyway, the year moves forward and uh, Julian Assange is locked away. Imran Khan is locked away. Uh, Mr. Navalny is locked away. Um, Is it going to be a kind, gentle year? Goodness knows. I notice... um, with some irony that a man who was cast off to the wilderness by the Me Too campaign and thus Hollywood, uh, Mr Johnny Depp, has been summoned from his uh, splendid isolation, uh, requested specifically by Al Pacino in a new film about Modigliani. Uh, I suppose what is a crime to one is not necessarily a crime to all. Speaking of crimes... Every year it becomes more and more contentious when we get closer to Australia Day, January the 26th. Some people call it Invasion Day, some people call it Australia Day, some people call it Survival Day. Um, the, uh, the rather wonderful uh, Germaine Greer says Australians seem to think that you can solve problems by shuffling dates. Rather than shuffling dates, yes, um, surely it's not beyond the wit of man or, or, or woman for that matter to work out some way that um, on the 26th of January... Um, that, uh, yes, that things can be acknowledged of a very sad and tragic way uh, with deep respect. Uh, and then at the same time, things can also be acknowledged that have been achievements and fairly positive without all of the kind of um, yahooing and backslapping and throwing up and all the rest of it. Huge call out to the amazing Miss um, Stephanie Chem, uh, flawless extraordinaire, and the dynamic and the wonderful humanist and uh, prodigious writer, uh, Mr. John Founder. And 
dear friend Janie D, who is just superb, as is the rest of the cast, in an extraordinary production of Old Friends, uh, which is a love letter to the extraordinary talent that is, of course, uh, Mr Sondheim, and uh, whose legacy will um, is, is so gloriously shared by the company and the direction and the whole concept of Old Friends, but will go on forever. And to Miss Mandy Simons over there in rather chilly London. Um, looking forward to getting my teeth stuck into the Roomy Project with LMR Mugfire this year. JB Jordan Brown, of course, the prodigiously, excruciatingly talented JB Jordan Brown composer extraordinary who's over there in Gillingham doing the heavy lifting and producing of the show as well as Mr. Adrian Silas. Mr. Ilham Al-Mugfire, whom we're certainly looking forward to working with this year uh, in both Amman and Istanbul. Uh, Lady Day, very interesting. Billy Holiday, which is over here at the MTC, Melbourne Theatre Company. Be great to see more of a Surgeon's interest in her works. Game of Thrones, the workshop has just um, passed by at the Lyric in Hammersmith by Mr. Tim Lawson, producer of Circus 1903, which was a massive hit at the Sydney Opera House and the Melbourne Art Centre. A huge call out to Ms. Denise Sylvie, who's over there doing extraordinary work with the Mousetrap, which is uh, 75th year, something quite extraordinary, who is artistic director of the company. I see the congratulations to from Sarah Snook, Australian actress, um, of the, uh, yes, much-loved, um, I was going to say love letter, hate letter, <laughs> to Mr Rupert Murdoch in succession. The Australian actress who's just picked up an Emmy to go with her Golden Globe, and I see Australian actress Margot Robbie in Barbie has done a similarly amazing feature at the box office. Uh, call out to Anthony Hopkins, just joyful. In the film uh, about Nicholas Winston. Um, if, if you don't know who Nicholas Winston is, check it out. Uh, but it's called One Life. Anthony Hopkins plays Nicholas Winston. And of course, the, um, the, the centerpiece of the whole film, in fact, is the addition of Esther Ranson's That's Life from 1987, where the entire audience stood up who were Czechoslovakian children who were saved, whose lives were saved by the unassuming and incredibly modest Mr. Nicholas Winton. I should point out as well, with regard to the um, remembering Topol, Topol was a huge humanist who runs the Jordan River Village, which is a village which is for special needs kids. Um, It is in... um, Tiberius, which is by the Jordan River, but uh, what is rather good about it, it uh, looks after uh, Israeli kids, it looks after Palestinian kids, Jordanian and Syrian kids, all kids of special needs from the area. And so it should, rightly so. Uh, it is a charity and Topol worked tirelessly uh, to raise money for it and to ensure that these kids who um, did not have a fantastic uh, longevity outlook in life uh, could receive some uh, happiness uh, in their lives. Call out to Mr. Ron Finkel and Project Rosanna who are doing a great work and continue to do a great work. A Doff my cap to the great Mr. Philip Headley, former artistic director of Theatre Raw Stratfordies, with whom I did many happy productions. A real stalwart in the theatre world, uh, took over the reins um, from Joan Littlewood uh, and Jerry Raffles over at the... Um, uh, it's an institution, it's an iconic institution. Mr. Philip Headley passed away last week. An enormous legacy and uh, it was fantastic to have known and to work with him. It was a great pleasure and he came in and um, he saved the day when... 
Ken Hill passed away at a production I was doing of Zorro over there. And a huge call out to Mr. Gary Sokolov. I see that the tattoos of Auschwitz, the television series, has been realised and achieved. Harvey Keitel plays the elder Lali Sokolov. So well done to everyone for that. I noticed with some real disappointment, I'm in a real sticky wicket about this one. I did a gig some years ago to get an Australian Greek journalists released from being banged up in a Thai prison on Lay Majesté, which is a, a, a very archaic uh, law uh, which says that you are not under any circumstances allowed to criticise the Thai royal family. I noticed that somebody this week, uh, check it out online, he wrote a couple of um, not flattering comments about the royal family on Facebook and has been sent, wait for it, to 50 years, five zero years in prison for defaming the Thai monarchy. Oh, my Lord. The Australian Open, uh, it was very funny the other night. Um, the reason they uh, started a day early was to try and stop the logjam of matches, the matches ending too late. But little did they know that two girls were going to play in what became the longest tie-break ever in history, thus meaning that Daniel Medvedev, the world number three from Russia, went out to play his match starting at 11 o'clock and finished at 3.40am in the morning. Congratulations go out to Ronnie O'Sullivan, who was the youngest winner of the UK Masters in snooker and last week became the oldest winner. There's a, uh, a bit of longevity for you and uh, nothing has changed. He went on to uh, trash his opponent with various expletives and all the rest of it. So much going on, so much going on. We really hope, we keep our fingers crossed, we pray for gentler, kindler 2024 this year. We have a fantastic show. Stick around. This is, of course, Warren Wills 88 FM, J Air, for this week's edition of the London Beat.
And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat and this year's 2024 edition of The London Beat. How great to have the pleasure of your company, 88FM, Air, Warren Wills. Yes, now, what could possibly go wrong in 2024? Well, hmm. Dare I say it, ironically. Uh, well, first of all, I've got a question to ask, and it's about the disappearance of the Commonwealth Games and the disappearance of Victoria Premier Daniel Andrews and people who've been working and paid to work on projects. And they go on to the completion of these projects, whereas other people, obviously in communications and marketing, don't. And they get compensation. And who pays? And where's the transparency? And why does nobody know what's going on? And who picks up the tab? And who picks up the Commonwealth Games? Well, I only say this because I know that we've got the Olympic Games on in Paris during the summer, uh, which must cost a fortune, but I just found it very strange, the Commonwealth Games, which involves God knows how many countries, and it's just disappeared, woof, without a trace. Now, old friends, go and see it if you're in London. It, it ends very, very soon. It's fantastic. Now, the cast, Jason Pennycook, Jeremy Seacombe, the fantastic Bernadette Peters. But the star of the show, of course, is Stephen Sondheim and his music, which is incredible. Old friends. Go and check it out. One of the great friends of the show, humanist and incredible talent, is in it and is sensational, is Janie D. And the next link that you'll be hearing after the next piece of music is an interview that I did uh, about three months ago when I was in London with the fabulous Janie D. So check that out. Then the interview you'll hear after that is when the mousetrap was here in Australia uh, about three or four years ago before lockdown, I think, or about the same time that lockdown was lifted with Denise Sylvie, a different one, yeah? So check that out. What's happening this year? Well, Beef Wellington is off the menu. Uh, too many mushrooms, too many poisons, mushrooms. I think she's getting tried this year, is she not? The woman who wiped out her entire coterie of luncheon guests. Uh, not the kids, they don't like Beef Wellington. And, of course, nobody's out on the street saying anything about the fact <coughs> that Russia is locking up anyone who is involved with LGBTQT, which I imagine is a large number of people, uh, who have to go underground because they're seen as extremists, but no one seems to be complaining. And, of course, no one seems to be complaining about the fact that the magnificent emperor penguins, oh, yes, live in Antarctica and will soon be extinct. Will they? Yes, they will. Why? Well... They normally nest in certain places and the ice has not repacked and refrozen, so their nesting sites have disappeared. And it's not just David Attenborough who's upset. We're all upset and we will all pay the price. It will be consequential, as they say. <clears throat> yes, what a diverse, eclectic bunch of people. You might love them or hate them. From Henry Kissinger to Rekha Walsh to Barry Humphreys to Topol all left us last year, but I would say the artistic cultural high point, or certainly one of them for myself, was having the great pleasure to work with Indonesian Sumatran songbird, Vanny Vabiola, two million followers, half a billion hits, and has since gone exponentially much more popular um, through her um, southern fame in China. As a religious orthodox Muslim woman, but a lovely, lovely girl with a huge heart and a great voice, Huge commendations to both her and indeed to Indonesia and the Indonesian government. Indeed, much is going on. Now, the first piece that we heard today uh, was an original composition by yours truly called Al Muñeca, uh, which I think in Spanish means the neck. And <clears throat> it's a place near Malaga, uh, as you head toward Valencia, where a dear friend of mine, Esteban Antonio, lived. And we did many duets there. 
sadly he passed away not so long ago but it very much the first piece was a dedication to him as is the next piece which is a prelude sit back and enjoy it uh, this is a prelude which is a dedication for Esteban Antonio extraordinary flamenco guitarist this is Warren Wills 88 FM JS Sunday morning we're in 24 we're in 24 sit back and enjoy this is prelude for Esteban you are of course listening to the London Beat
huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat coming to you from the pulsating centre of the West End, Piccadilly. And sitting opposite me, just a joyful actress singer wearing the most, you can't see it on radio, wearing the most divine hat. Welcome to the show, Janie D. Janie, how good to see you. Oh, Warren, it's so lovely to be with you. Janie, I must say, first of all, congratulations, bravo, um, as a love letter to Stephen Sondheim, the late Stephen Sondheim. We've just, as in the audience, enjoyed the most wonderfully uplifting, joyful, and in, do we need it, uh, last mm. two and a half hours. What's it like for you up there on stage doing it? It is absolutely wonderful to be up there, too. We've, we've rehearsed for uh, a good four or five weeks and some of us knew some of our material before we started and, and there was new material to learn but it's, it's always been a joy to be with each other. Um, I'm glad to say, despite everyone's different careers, uh, there's no egos in the room and uh, it's been a great, uh, great chance to, if you like... Um, learn again and uh, work as a team you know I think all of us got used to being sort of in our own dressing rooms and doing right. our own show our own part whatever and now we have to work as an ensemble throughout as well as our solos but you know it's, it's a really uh, a very bonding experience for those of us who know the, um, the material very well and know the context of the shows that it's in, listening to it rearranged for that ensemble of voices, how great to actually be working with new arrangements in what is a, uh, I don't know what the, I'm going to say, a, a listening, a plethora, I think it's a celebration of voices is mm. probably the collective name. What's it like for you up there doing that? Well, uh, Stephen Metcalf did those uh, right. arrangements and... Uh, was constantly coming in and beavering away and listening to us and then going away again. And I saw him studying us and uh, I must say it is lovely to sing his harmonies. And uh, Beautiful. They are, especially Sunday. I mean, it just as soon as... It actually, I love that song anyway, as soon right. as it starts, it transports me into a completely different zone. It's amazing what music can do, isn't it? I was going to say, even with no sort of um, preparation, just diving straight into, uh, I suppose, 15 minutes of Sweeney, for example, you were there. You yeah. kind of got a microcosm, a taste, the joy of what sometimes about for each of the productions. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love... I have a little story going on in that. And uh, it's nice to approach each thing as if you were doing the actual, mm. that you take it seriously and you play the part, you know. Um, and it feels very rewarding actually to do the material I love Stephen Sondheim I think he's he just has the ability to choose the right note for the feeling for the word for the feeling on the word and it's um never in any doubt you know when I was doing Follies years ago and I said can I just see the original what he wrote originally where is there a pause there or is does he go straight on and of course when you looked at it again lots of people have done these things over mm -hmm. the years and you, you hear it that way and you think it's that way but actually going back to the original it was a really nice clean start to look at what he originally wrote it's fantastic now for our Australian friends who are many who are over here at the moment how long's it on for how long are you with the production and looking into your crystal ball what lies ahead? Yeah, so um, we are definitely on until early January. Then Bernadette Peters, I believe, has to go back to America. I think they are going to replace her with somebody else, but right. we don't know for sure yet. So, right. you know, it's something will probably be, it'll be announced at some point. Um, I think th at that point, if somebody 
does come in and we can keep going, I will be certainly staying till February and possibly March. I, I have an out because there's something I might have to do. Right. Um, and then, you know, if, if they said to me, do you want to go to Australia? I might be tempted. Jane, you haven't been to Australia? Not yet. And my uncle, Alex Miller, is, you know, I must come over and see him. Your uncle is a very great friend of a great friend of mine. Really? Ray Gator, the writer, a Ah, philosopher. Ah, yes. Who's very unwell at the moment. Oh, dear. Like uh, half the world since lockdown. And, yeah. But, um, all I can say... Bravo and what a joy. Have a fabulous show tonight. And for all of our listeners, whether you're a Sondheim aficionado or you're a Sondheim novice, come to London and come and check out Janie and her fantastic ensemble together. It is a great, it's an ensemble. There, as you rightly say, egos and all the rest of it. It's an ensemble piece and it's a joy, a, a massive live vocal love letter to Stephen Sondheim. Oh. Janie, have a fantastic run into the end of the year. Thank you for putting it so beautifully. We're going to pause and listen to some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat.
huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's London Beat. And we have a certain very special guest whom I haven't seen for so long, who is over there in the rather freezing tundra of London. Welcome to the show, General Manager of St Martin's Theatre, and longtime friend and great entrepreneur herself, Miss Denise Silvis. Denise, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. Denise, London. apart from freezing your socks off, you've been working with the Mousetrap for years. How did you get involved with it at the start? Um, I have. I'm the artistic director, actually, as right. a manager. But I'm, um, I, I was in it originally in 1994, then again in 2001. Um, and then I got asked to take over as artistic director in 2001. Nine, so I've been doing it ever since and I love it. Amazing. And just so I know, how many productions has it been and how long has it been running for? Uh, well, we had our 70th anniversary on November the 25th, 2022. So a very long time. Congratulations and bravo. Now tell me, was there not all kinds of um, misgivings and trepidation during the lockdown that, oh my God, this might be it? No, God, no, no. We were very resilient. We were the first ones out of the trap. So when we, we put a show on, on May the 17th, 2021, 20, 20, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we, we started and we had two casts just in case COVID hit. Right. And so they alternated them a week on and a week off. And we did that for eight weeks. And, wow. and then had a full bank of understudies as well. And um, it was a exhausting feat but we did it and um, yeah I think it, it worked and it certainly brought audiences in. Well congratulations again. Now for our Australian audience now I'm not aware of any other mousetrap production prior um, coming to our fair shores particularly Melbourne but I do know that you're involved with international production so where has the mousetrap been once it's left St Martin's Theatre? myself to Shanghai twice. We did it in English and then I got seconded over there to direct it in Mandarin, which was a bit odd, but it was. <laughs> um, and then um, I took it to the Far East, so we went to Bangkok, Singapore and Kuala Lumpur. Um, and we've been on a tour of India twice and we're hoping to go for the third time this year. That is fantastic. Wow, the Chinese thing sounds uh, scary in the utmost. Now, what, what, what can Australian audiences expect? Is it going to be the exact production that is on in London, in the West End? I think it's slightly different. It's directed by someone else, but it'll be very similar, I would have thought, which is, um, is great. I wish I could see it. Um, I think they'll either love it because it's got a lot of, it's got comedy, it's got, it's heartwarming, it's a thriller, as I think Christie always is, and they... The storyline is good, um, and hopefully they won't guess you've done it, which is always very good. Indeed. Now, listen, knowing that you're a woman who wears many hats and is quite an entrepreneur as well, looking into your crystal ball, what is what is on the horizon for Denise Sylvie during 2023? What, with the mousetrap or with everything? With everything. Any, any other artistic endeavours you uh, want to share with our listeners? Yes, I do. I'm opening, um, I'm opening the tour of the Mousetrap today in Norwich, um, so I'm going to drive there. But then on Thursday, um, I'm opening um, a tour of production called Woodhouse in Wonderland, which is a premiere of a, a new play about P.G. Woodhouse, um, which I'm very excited about. I've been working on since before COVID, so that's 
going out on the road and I saw a run of it on Saturday and it's very exciting and it's a one-man show starring Robert Dawes who was a star of the Jeeves and Worcester TV series with Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry. I don't know whether that Hit Australia ever, but. No, but certainly both both Steve Fry and and um, Steve Fry and Hugh Laurie in very different guides are certainly well known to the Australian audience. Well, Denise, all I can say is stay warm. Congratulations with the uh, huge ongoing success of the Mousetrap. Um, I hope that our certain our listeners will rush off to the Comedy Fiesta in Melbourne to go and see the Mousetrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to pause for some music. Huge thank you goes out to London, Denise Sylvie. Stay warm. And you've been listening to this week's edition of the London Beat.
Yes, and a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. And um, I'm sure you will appreciate this if you are an IT dummy like me. They talk about the fear of AI, and I minded when I was in London only three months ago how my daughter revels in using uh, AI. She used to have a committee of people that she would work with in writing titles uh, that uh, she prolifically does, our kids' titles from big franchises like uh, Peppa Pig and Bluey. But the idea that you can speak to AI and say, um, hello, I'd like an illustration of a... A large, um, a large Englishman in a bowler hat standing in Trafalgar Square with an umbrella on a rather cloudy day with four school children playing behind him. Bang, it's done. You go, no, I want six children. I want them to be playing with kites. And rather than being an Englishman, I'd like him to be a Chinaman. And it's done. Um, I find that all rather scary, but that seems to be where, in fact, we are heading. The last two musical items that we just heard uh, during the course of this broadcast. An original composition by us called Tipping Point and the Chatzor Shoshan, which is Hebrew, and it's the Rose of Chatzor, which is a place and a geographical location in the Holy Land. Um, it seems like only last year we had the coronation of King Charles and took a bit of getting used to, didn't it? I suppose to the Queen. Prince Charles, King Charles, we all got very used to it very quickly. Uh, just like Spare, we've got used to um, me again, Markle, and her Spare, both being such cravenly appalling opportunists, um, peddling and throwing the family under the bus and uh, seeking um, publicity wherever they possibly can. Um, it's uh, boring and tedious, and let's hope they both stay out of the limelight because they do value their privacy, apparently. So go and enjoy your privacy and anonymity, <clears throat> says me. Um, no more if Getty Preacher this year, of course. Do you remember there was a funny going around, or a meme as they call it, and a very crestfallen, very solemn-looking Putin sitting at a long table. And he says to his press secretary taking notes next to him, he says, I'm so sad, I'm so, just so heartbroken <clears throat> about the death of my dear friend, Evgeny Prigozhin. And his press secretary looks at him and he says, no, Mr Putin, that's tomorrow. Yes. <clears throat> does anyone remember Liz Truss? Remember her? No, I don't suppose anyone does. She was Prime Minister for about two and a half minutes. Um, the, we had the World Cup football in Australia. A huge success, um, overshadowed by a rather appalling kiss. And I'm not going to comment too much about that. But, on a bright note... Our producer of the show, J.B. Jordan Brown, who is an astonishing, excruciatingly talented young man. This is an original composition that what he wrote <clears throat> and recorded and produced, because he does all very clever things like that. <clears throat> Sit back and enjoy it. An original composition by J.B. Jordan Brown. You are, of course, listening to 88FM, Warren Wills and the London Beat.
Association of London Beat, of course, is no exception. And I still, um, sort of in disbelief that we've somehow staggered and stumbled our way into 2024. And here we are standing. It's all over my feet at the moment. Yes. Now, um, Big thanks to JB, Jordan Brown, for that incredible composition that we just heard. The man is <coughs> limitlessly talented, I think it's fair to say. Um, and uh, I hope to see him very, very soon when uh, back in London in April uh, for a slightly longer haul. Isn't it funny how David Cameron, that slippery, slithery character, that smarmy, charming ex-Prime Minister, who, um, yes, was so bold in uh, suggesting... Um, Brexit and EU and the referendum and uh, yes we saw that gone and uh, off he went and he's been brought back there he is, he's the star of the ball uh, five years in the uh, wilderness writing the memoirs that will no doubt net him a fortune and uh, he's back now what I don't, oh, listen, I need to raise something here it's this thing about subtle change but of significant things where no one has a say in this and there's no public announcement to formally make it known that the change is happening but it happens in a subtle way and before you know it we all have to accept it whether we like it or not what am I referring to? well things like you know uh, people's grandparents in this country fought and died for a um, style of government and politics and justice and a legal system that uh, that we had that we thought uh, gave us certain values and freedoms like trial by jury which has disappeared by stealth since the lockdown and uh, whether it's VCAT or the High Court many many trials are being done in front of a judge or a magistrate there's no trial by jury anymore and uh, it's not a secret it's not subterfuge you can look into it and find out and lawyers are happy to tell you that but it hasn't been like, oh, there's a formal announcement that on uh, the Prime Minister comes out that on uh, March the 17th is here. I just am informing you that uh, trial by jury has been scrapped. Or a little bit like um, a cashless society. Uh, yes, all currency will be useless. Uh, from June the 3rd this year, we are becoming an entirely cashless society. I don't like the idea because it's too easy to punish people and just uh, exclude them from society. When you've got cash, you know you've got it. It has a value. And you go to sleep, you wake up, and there it is, and you have it. Yes, you have certain assets and values, online banking and on your credit card, but woe uh, behold you if indeed... You wake up one morning and you cannot get in. And you go to the um, ATM and you can't access it. There's no human beings to speak to. What are you going to do then, huh? Indeed. A huge call out and thank you to Janie D. Tremendous talent and actress and human being uh, in Old Friends. <clears throat> the Sondheim show in the West at the moment. Fantastic. And Denise Sylvie, who is, um, yes, looking after a little show uh, called The Mousetrap. Just been running for 75 years. Yes, we say a fond farewell and goodbye. Things have changed. <clears throat> we get used to continuity and stability. And here in Melbourne, Peter Hitchener was the anchor for the Channel 9 News as Neil Mitchell was on 3AW, and they've gone. I want to call out something to the innings of the century, Glenn Maxwell, last year against Afghanistan. That was the innings that you will, you can't believe. For what was it, 7 for 91 or something, and they needed another 200. And in a partnership of 200, Pat Cummins made five and... <clears throat> And Maxwell couldn't walk, and he was on one leg, and every shot. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'm absolutely mind blown. Yeah, Tina Turner, simply the best. She's gone. Yes, Tim Berners-Lee, the man who invented Wi-Fi. Yes, the internet. Um, didn't want any money for it. It was his gift to mankind. Can you believe that? What would he say about all the misinformation, social media, all the nonsense that is going on at the moment? 
on his a little device that has changed the world. David Attenborough, is the man eternal and immortal? Are we going to get the um, awful news like we did with the Queen, who we just assumed would go on living forever and ever? The man is still working. He's, what, 96 this year? Unbelievable. The Oscars will soon be upon us. And yes, Barbie and Oppenheimer, they say, will go head to head. I'm far more interested, though. There's been some, um, whether it's... um the Leonard Bernstein film, or One Life about Nicholas Winton, or the Golden Meir film with um, Helen Mirren or Napoleon, uh, which I haven't seen, I haven't seen the Golden Meir, but there's some interesting uh, biopics. Whatever happened to Imran Khan, he's in prison. The most popular, most beloved man in Pakistan, 70% of the popular vote has gone. You'll never hear from him again. The Beatles had a number one last year. Will they have any more number ones? Probably because of AI, and that in itself is something. We're going to close the show out with a, a composition which is not original, but it yours truly has done an arrangement of it. It's My God, My God. And this is for all denominations. Ellie, Ellie. See you next week. This is 88FM JRUR, of course. Listen to Warren Wills and this week's edition of the London Beat. London Beat. committed to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. j-air.com.au Step into a world of authentic Greek flavours at the Mediterranean Greek Tavern, a family business based in Elstonwick for over 22 years. Enjoy freshly grilled souvlaki, seafood or a traditional Greek banquet. The welcoming atmosphere and family-friendly environment will make you feel right at home, as if you're part of the family. Phone 9530-0396 to make a booking or to inquire about a function. The Mediterranean Greek Tavern, 511 Glen Huntley Road, Elstonwick. Your home for fresh, traditional Greek food.